and good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters of the Lord. Of course, it's your brother, Pastor Chido Jacob, here this morning to share with you today's episode of our ongoing Everyday Fellowship with the Word. I'm excited in my spirit by the grace of God to bring you today's message. And so let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, Holy Father, we thank you. What a good God you are. What a perfect Father you are. What an excellent Father you are. That in all your glory, you have chosen to dwell in us. Thank you. Thank you. What a glory. What an act, Lord, that you have done. That the Holy God dwells in us. That the Mighty One dwells in us. Even though we're even vessels, but you dwell in us in your fullness. We thank you, precious Father. And I pray for myself, my brothers and my sisters, that this truth becomes real, tangible, that this truth becomes life and experience in us and through us. We we'll give you all the praise this morning, Daddy. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your mercy towards us. Thank you for everything. We we'll give you the praise and we we'll give you the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say, Amen and Amen and Amen. Please, beloved, what I'm doing this week is what I've always done. We try to use the week to unpack what was said last Sunday. And if you've been following, you know that the message goes from one level to another, precept upon precept, principle upon principle. But it has to lead us to a climax. The idea that the Bible is a book you read and just never coming to an end of something is not true. The message is supposed to bring us to a climax. When we get, it's like climbing a mountain. When you get to that top of that mountain, then you can see better. Then when you are there, you now learn how to live on top of that mountain. So that the word of God is something we live out. It's not something we keep learning, never coming to a place of completion. No, it's supposed to complete us. And then once we get there, then what remains is living out that which we know, that which has become one with us. Praise God. Let me start this morning uh, by repeating what I said last Sunday. And please note this down, write this down, remember this always, that for you to be better than you are now, you have to have a different picture of yourself. You have to have a better picture of yourself, a better image of yourself. Why? The sum total of your decisions, your actions, your expectations, your imaginations are as a result of the picture of you that you hold now. Let me give you an example. If I call some of you and ask you to send me 10 million, right? Some of you will laugh, you will mock. Why is that? Because you don't see yourself. You have never seen yourself as someone who can raise 10 million. You don't even have hope of raising 10 million. So how is it going to come? You see the point? Now, now, you may be a very kind person. Oh, I'm sure some of you, if you have, you give me. You give your pastor. I know, I know, I know your heart. So, you're a kind person. But but when I ask you now to send me 10 million, yeah, you'll be like, uh uh, pastor, why 10 test down me? Right? Because it's like, it's like a, it will be like I'm mocking you. Why? Because you have never seen yourself as somebody. And so your decisions and your choices and the things that you say and do comes from the picture of you that you have. So to improve your circumstance, your situations, is to improve you. I've said this in many ways. 
is to improve you. The scripture is given to improve us. The Bible is given to improve. Jesus came to improve us, not just to improve us, but to give us a new spirit so that we can manifest heavenly treasures. Praise God. Now, what I found out, both by experience, both in the eyes of the through the eyes of the spirit, both in dealing with human beings, is this. We didn't understand this. You are trying to become better. You are trying to do better, right? But you have remained the same. The same image of you that you had 20 years ago is still the same that you have. You, you, you actually want to be better, do better, right? Relate with people better, have a good relationship, improve your marriage. No, but the same image of you that you have is still the same that is there. Sir, no man can, you cannot improve, right? You cannot be more than you are. Let me put it that way. You cannot be. Remember, it's the same thing we've been saying, right? No man gives what he doesn't have, right? You cannot be more than you are. For you to be, you have to first be, right? You have to become, right? So, for example, you never ever see yourself. You never ever saw yourself. Now, it's not that you have not desired, though. It's not that you have not wished. I'm just saying 10 million. No, I didn't say 100 million. I didn't say 1 billion, right? Now, think about that. It's not that you have not desired. It's not that you have not wished, right? You may have even been praying. But what the missing link is that you have never seen yourself. Hmm? You have never, ever seen yourself as someone who is capable or who have what it takes to do that. You see, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to explain. So now they can come and teach you how to become a better entrepreneur. Oh, the way to make money is to become an entrepreneur. Okay, you go and learn how to... Uh, roast fish or how to start a shoe business or how to travel to another country or how to do different things but don't forget you are learning a skill on top of the person who who is not convinced right that you can be a billionaire now now this is and it doesn't matter what you learn or how you learn it at the end of it all what comes out is what is in you now let me give you another example why is it that okay you have two doctors right who went to the same school right? Wrote the same exams, did the same assignment, graduated the same day, right? With the same certificate, in the same uh, discipline, right? Okay? But if you follow their lives, one end up building a massive hospital, the other one end up hopping from one hospital to the other. They got the same knowledge, the same exact knowledge. What is the responsible for the difference? Was it that God sat in heaven and said, no, this one will be a bigger one, this one will be a smaller one? No, it is what is in them. So, if you don't change what is in a man, you cannot change that man. And, you know, you know, you know, God allowed me to learn. I learned this thing the hard way. I learned it the hard way, right? I'm becoming better and better. And by the grace of God, the Spirit of God is helping me, especially dealing with people. You know why I got most of my frustrations in ministry? Was when I was trying to push people more than they see themselves. I'll call somebody and say, ah, no. No, don't worry. I will pay your house rent. Then I will give you money to start this business. By the time you do this and do this and do this, it will come like this. I will pay their house rent. I will give them money to start the business. And they will never work. Does it, did that make me frustrated? Of course, I was very frustrated. In fact, those people end up becoming the worst. Okay, instead of doing this, I remember a brother who came around was telling me, um, you know, always by the time I get to church those days by uh, before six or so, he's already there, he's cleaning, his carrying chair, he's doing everything. And I was trying to help him understand that this ministry we're doing here is different to 
right? It's okay that you carry chair. It's okay that you clean. He will go and look for a big chair for me to sit in. I said, hey, no, all of us sit on the same chair, right? He was trying to do all those things. So I kept asking. So one day I sat him down. I said, what do you do when we are not here? Because then service was just Fridays and Sundays. So what do you do? He said, pastor, I studied the word, okay? Um, so what do you, after when you study the word, what do you do, right? You know, so I, I didn't know, I didn't understand these things now. I, and, and this is a family man, right? So what you're tell, telling me is that you are indoors doing absolutely nothing until we come to church Friday or Sunday. Okay, I said, okay, see me now with my sense. I said, okay, let's get it. What can you do? Just tell me, what can you do? He said, pastor, you know, I can cut hair. I can do this. I can do this. I gave money to rent a shop. I went myself with my own two legs to the store to buy the clippers, to buy the stuff that he needed. And guess what? After a while, he vanished, right? So, and then it's not that he's not, he's a bad person, you know? Because when people do stuff like that, you start to think that they are bad, they are evil. No, I was the, in fact, if there was a bad person, I was the bad one. You know why? Because I was pushing him beyond the way he has seen himself. If you see a man who is complaining of hunger, before you start to discuss $1 billion business with that man, make sure you change their mind from hunger to doing billion dollar business. Otherwise, if you make an investment in their life, they will use that money to eat because that's the highest of themselves that they have seen. Friend, it will make double sense, triple sense, why Jesus says a man cannot be born again except by the water, which is the word. Because it's the word of God that tells that hungry man that hunger is just a feeling, right? That you are more than you're hungry or your hunger or your hunger, whatever, whichever, whichever one works, right? You are more than that, right? There is something inside of you that is greater. When that thing wakes up, right? When that thing wakes up, it's amazing. I can tell you stories and stories and stories. Um, I was this past week, you know, I was, I, just Saturday, this past Saturday, I was at home and one of my sons uh, in the church Send me a message, Daddy. Where are you? I I want to give you something. I want to give you something for to wear on Sunday, right? I wasn't thinking about that. I wasn't looking forward to that. I want to give you something to wear on Sunday. That he has gone, cut the clothes, sew it by himself, package it, and it was amazing, right? Now, don't forget, don't forget. When I first met this young man, I met him as a drummer. He was just playing drum for us. Again, I tried to push. What do you want to do? I want to go to school, right? I want to go to school. I said, okay, no problem. So how can I help? He said, well, uh, once in a while, I pay for exams. So he will go take the exams. I'll give money. He'll go pay for the exams. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure I paid for exams more than uh, twice. I, I remember at a time when they say, well, uh, they want to join custom or something. And I had to give money for them to travel, to do all that. None of that worked. But, you know, I had learned. I have started to learn how these things work. So I left him for a while. I left him and watched him for a while until at a time when I felt that he's getting there. I called him. Now, what do you want to do? What exactly do you want to do now? Right? Then the discussion started to change. Okay, Pastor, you know, I like fashion. I would like to do something in fashion. He has, you know, some exotic ideas, you know, create a website, uh, let people go there, take measurements and do that. And I said, okay, now, if you want to go that route, if you want to go into the fashion business, the best way is to start from the ground. Go and learn how to make the clothes yourself so that nobody will tell you stories. When you know how to do it yourself, you can manage the business better. I'm sharing this today. They are testimonies, but they also prove 
the word of God is true, right? Okay, so now what happened? I said, okay, now you have agreed. He said, let him go and talk with his, with, with his father and let me know. I said, okay, fine, no, no problem. He went, came back. So are you ready? He said, yes. I called my teller then. I called my teller, come here. This, my son, is going to learn. Tell me, how much are you going to charge to teach him? He told me. So I wrote a check and gave him a deposit. Now, the reason I'm telling you this story is that, so that, see, don't get frustrated. You cannot move a man beyond what that man has seen himself. That is why the best you can do for men is to continue to teach them, continue to expose them to the truth. When it unlocks their heart, you don't have to push them. He started this work. I'm aware of many times this young man was sleeping in the shop. Why? He didn't have enough money to transport back and forth. So he would rather sleep in the shop. It got to a point when even his ogre left the business and went to go and do something else. He went to find other places to learn. He's the young man who called me last Saturday and said, Pastor, I've made something for you to wear on Sunday. Now, he has a job he's doing and he's growing well. And you know what? I am his model. So when he makes those clothes, I wear it out and people see it. Who made it for you? I give him a call back. Now, why am I telling you this story? If I was the one who forced him to go and learn, right? Those days, he didn't have money for transport. He would stay at home. He would tell you, you want me to kill myself? I don't have, I don't have money for transport. But he's been renewed from within. I can tell you stories upon stories upon stories. But these are real life practical examples of how these things work. If you want to help any man, expose that man to the truth. Teach him the truth, right? Send the message to him. Preach to them. Pray for them that their heart opens. Because once they are unleashed from inside, you don't have to worry about them. A man, every man has enough energy to do what they are convinced that they need to do. But when they are not convinced, when they don't see it inside of them, you will get frustrated. I'm also saying this. This is also very important, even for parents, you know? Even for parents, if you try to force your kids to do what is not in them, well, they may manage, but they will never excel in those things. Okay, so now, having said all this, that is why the gospel, the intent of the gospel is to give us a better picture of ourselves. Religion says you are a sinner. The gospel says you are righteous. Why? So that you see yourself righteous. Gives you a different picture of yourself. You stay with that picture. You see it over and over. I'm righteous. I'm perfect. I'm holy. God forbid, I'm not a sinner. You know, when I say that today, I'm not a sinner. People will say, hey, what kind of gospel are you preaching? You prefer me to preach a gospel that costs you a sinner so that you remain a sinner, right? The way to get out, remember what I told you, for you to be more than you are now, you have to have a different picture. You see yourself poor, broke, sinner. That's what you will be. That's what you call yourself. You know what? You may not write it on a paper. But deep down inside your spirit, that's the picture. So that's why we preach the gospel. What is the gospel supposed to do? The gospel is supposed to give you God's picture of yourself. Like we shared last Sunday, where is God? The greatest mystery in heaven and on earth. And I'll talk about more about that. The, great, the mystery of all mysteries is that that God that man has been looking for is where the Bible said, embedded within us is the Christ. Living in me is the Christ. I house God. I am the temple where God lives. The spirit of God lives in me. Sir, if that is what you say to yourself all the time, right? As you're waking up, going to bed, praying, 
doing you know cooking taking your shower eating your food you're running this truth in your thoughts in your imaginations at all times wow thank you father right for i for christ is embedded in me thank you father i am so super happy so super grateful daddy thank you because christ lives in me thank you what see i'm telling you how to break up light to open up the light that is in you sir these things i'm showing you is more powerful than you waking up and shouting anywhere money is i command you to come I bind you this one. I do you this one. This enemy, that one. That enemy. Oh God. Oh, show us mercy. Oh God. You are talking like an outsider. You are not an outsider. Jehovah, you are calling lives where on the inside of you. Don't forget the the delivery of the gospel is that God is tangible. God is real. We are. And let me tell you something. I was having this conversation with someone a few days ago after Sunday, and we we're saying that listen. You know why the word has not received? Because the gospel has not been preached to them correctly, right? That is why it looks like what we are preaching is another religion. No, sir. What we are preaching is end to religion. It's not leave your uh, Muslim religion and come and join my Christian religion. No, sir. What we are preaching is an end. Everything religion have tried to do, this is the end of it, right? When men are invited to share the divine nature of God, right? And this is what will transform the world, beloved brothers and sisters. It is this truth. It is this knowledge. And the Bible said, where we read last Sunday, I think Colossians 1.26, TPT at the end, he said, and God wants everybody to know it. That's why I say, because why? Why does God want everybody to know it? Because he knows that this is what man needs to know. This truth is what man needs to experience for him to come to his fullness. That living embedded in me is the living Christ. How can Christ live in me and I remain the same? No, it's because your eye have not seen it yet. So what you have inside, you're looking for outside. If Christ is in you, is it that he's living in you and then he leaves his mercy somewhere in heaven? He leaves his favor somewhere in the skies, right? He lives his power. If Christ is living in you, doesn't that mean that his mercy is already in you? His blessings is in you, right? His favor is in you, right? So you can see, I've been telling you, what we have is because we don't know. And again, for you to be different, you have to know different. You have to see yourself in a different picture. You have to see yourself in the future to walk into that future. And that's what this is all about, beloved brothers and sisters. God has taken us up on a mountain. Now, you've got to climb in your heart, in your thoughts, in your imaginations, in your understanding, until you are settled on top of that mountain. And then the rest becomes to live out that the life that we have. The Bible is not supposed to be a book that we keep learning all our life, never come to a climax, never come into a place where we say that, okay, this is the intended purpose of the scripture. Why is that? Because we went to church today, they told us, uh, they used Bible to show us that village people are our problem. We went to church tomorrow, they say it's our own obedience. Next tomorrow, they change to something else. They said, uh, God is not angry. Uh, I, I, rem <laughs> I remember in those days, I, I met I met a pastor. I didn't know I didn't know this truth now, you know, but I met a pastor and he told me, say, man of God, man of God, did, did you know what, do you know the letters that is going on? They always have a letters. Do you know the letters that's going on? I say, what is it? He said, ah, they just discovered that a new demon 
just arrived Nigeria from Afghanistan. I was purpless. A new demon. He said, let me send you the message. I said, hey, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, just hold on. Now, I didn't know this truth then, but I knew something was wrong with those kind of stuff. So the revelation you want to give to me is that they need demon. Why do you guys hate Nigeria too much? Eh? The demons that was, must come here, must come from Afghanistan. What did we do? You know, but, but to them, this is what pastors are sharing and teaching other people. You get the point? That's what they are sharing and teaching. They say, no, you need to know. So, no, no, no. I don't need to know. I need to know who I am. I need to know that in, embedded in me, living in me, is the living Christ. I need to know that I'm the expression of God's true nature. That the, that the God, man, will see, will come through us. Praise God. Amen. And amen and amen. Let me stop here. I will come back again to you tomorrow by the grace of God. Please think over these things, beloved. If you have any question, get across to me, this family, so that we continue to grow together and help me as much as you can to share to your friends, to your family. Teach them, teach them the one, the little that you have grasped. Ask them questions. Do you what do you think about this? Some people don't send them the message first, right? strike up a conversation, ask them how their journey of faith is, right? And then say, maybe well, maybe you should listen to it. Share with them a little bit and say, maybe you should listen to this. You know why people are, are fighting? They think that you are trying to drag them from, from their church to your own church or from their faith. That's why they are resisting. This is beyond church. This is beyond church. This is, beyond, this is, not, this is the end of what religion has been trying to do, right? And look at the way we are operating. We are in different places, right? But God has brought us together so that we share this truth together. So please help me. Don't get tired. Prayerfully distribute. Share as much as you can. If you have time, you can bring people around your place. Sit them down and ask them questions. Explain things to them. Pray for them. If you want me to call in, I can call in whichever way. I can do a Zoom meeting, right? With anybody, anywhere. You know, if you are outside the country, you need me to be on a Zoom meeting to have interaction with your people, I will do that. You need me to phone in. I don't mind. I can spend any amount of money to phone in to answer questions and help explain. Because don't forget, this is the mystery that has been hidden from the world, from the ages. Now it's been reviewed and God wants everyone to know it. Don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.